The Radio Stingray Podcast is brought to you by our gold sponsor, McNally Jones Staff Lawyers. Proudly supporting the MUA Sydney branch since 1977. Need assistance with employment, industrial or workers' compensation, or any other legal problem? Phone 9233 4744 or visit mcnally.com.au and get a real fighting lawyer on your side. tuned in to Radio Stingray. Comrades and friends, welcome to the third episode of our Radio Stingray podcast. I'd like to give a big special shout out to all our international listeners and all those comrades around Australia who are also supporting this wonderful podcast, which is for you guys out there. And once again, we're at Silky's Radio Hub studio in Waterloo, which is on the land of the Gadigal people of the Aura Nation, who we always honour and respect. Well, August has been an exceptionally busy month, as every month is, and we were out on out in force all around the branch and a number of very important events, comrades. First of all, the First Nations Workers Alliance Keto. You talked about it at the, on the last podcast. What was the night like? Yeah, Macca, it was a great night. Uh, last Wednesday, the Sydney branch hosted this uh, wonderful uh, function. It was Lara Watson from the AC, ACTU and our comrade from the Sydney branch of the Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander Committee, Zach Wone, uh, organised the event and it was a very, very good night. Uh, a lot of people um, come down from the membership as well as across the community and it was about the new union, the First Nations Workers Alliance Union, a community union, uh, organised, ready to fight, ready to take on the Turnbull government and it's about this community development program, this modern-day form of slavery that we are determined to fight alongside our comrades until it's abolished. Well, thanks for that, Keto. You're right. The First Nations Workers Alliance is a wonderful initiative. That's why we're supporting it in the MUA Sydney branch. We also had a wonderful night out there at uh, South Juniors for War on the Wolves 4. I understand, Paul, you were there. What did you think of the night, mate? Macca, with yourself, Joe, Keto, and about another 600 comrades who were there on the night at uh, South Juniors. It was a fantastic night. It's a good opportunity for a good bit of boxing there, and I think the uh, highlight of the night, probably two great fights between Bobby Antonakos and Patsania, but also the first female fight that we've seen in the four War on the Wolves between Ranella Silbury and Danielle Crawley. It was a really top night to see workers come together, but also our cousins across the ditch come across from New Zealand, the Maritime Union of New Zealand, get involved in the box, and here's the best part. The next day, all the boxers and all the organisers, and there's a number who uh, haven't been named but done a fantastic job, but went to Sydney Children's Hospital and donated a cheque for $40,000, and that's something to be pretty proud of. Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, it is about bringing the members together and celebrating our wonderful culture but also about ensuring that the the benefactors of that are the community and those sick kids up the hospital. In better news, I think, for um, so for some of the Aussie boxers, we're going to travel over to New Zealand, as I understand, for next year's War on the Wolves, which will be very exciting, and we're going to have to um, get a few brave 
Wharfies, port workers, and seafarers uh, over to New Zealand next year, Joe. What do you reckon, mate? And that was a if if that wasn't a big fight night, we had a big fight day in front of Malcolm Turnbull's offices in um, Edgecliff the other day too. How about that? Everyone needs to be proud. Everyone that played a part in terrorising that low piece of work, Malcolm Turnbull, this bullshit artist that calls himself a leader who wants to see seafarers thrown on the scrap heap because they happen to belong to a union. All credit has to go to every member who went down there that day and showed that parasitical bastard that we're not going to go away that every worker, every union that supported us, we congratulate you and we invite you to come back because we're not going away, Turnbull. You're 100% right, Joe. I think we all enjoyed it, mate, and everyone who was down there um, certainly enjoyed the opportunity to have a go at that rotten bastard. And um, just to back some of that up, we've got a number of the contributions for you right now. I just want to mention a couple of names. I'm not a name dropper, but um, in this circumstance, it's appropriate. I want to say these names to you now. Hughley spirit, the Chandara spirit, the Alexander spirit, the British loyalty, the British fidelity, CSL Melbourne, the MB Portland, CSL Brisbane, CSL Devonard. These are the vessels that have sailed over the horizon while this guy's been at the bridge of this country. He's watched them sail over the horizon on his watch. That's why we're here today. We just heard some really wonderful contributions that was made on that wonderful day in opposition to Turnbull. 
another great opportunity for workers to get out there and oppose this rotten government. He's going to be, uh, be up on the 16th of November. There'll be plenty more information coming out into your workplaces. There's already resolutions to walk off the job in protest against this rotten government who is assaulting our way of life and the way in which we go to work. It's unacceptable for Turnbull and his government to get away with these attacks. Workers are going to stand up and fight back and we're going to make sure we have the biggest turnout of maritime workers for a very, very long time so that Turnbull understands that we're here, we are going to fight back and we're going to ensure that we throw him out of government. At Unity Bank, we are 100% committed to maritime workers. We pride ourselves on delivering better all-round value to our members and their families. Unity Bank, proud supporter of the Maritime Union of Australia and sponsor of this podcast. Welcome back to Radio Stingray. And as always, we love your feedback. It's been fantastic throughout the month. Please subscribe to Radio Stingray podcast on iTunes or Android. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. Coming up next, we have a short interview with Barney Gardner, a local Millers Point resident and leader of the campaign to secure a better outcome for those residents who have been thrown out of their houses by this filthy Liberal government. Barney was down there to explain, not only to members of his community, but also to the trade unionists and local activists present, that the Millers Point community deserve a place to live in their city. So here we go, Barney. Hi, it's Marla from Radio Stingray, and I'm here with Barney Garner and Paul McAleer. To start us off, can you let us know where we are today and what we're doing here? Uh, we're in a section of High Street which we uh, call Little High Street, which has got uh, 16 units in it. We're here today, we're taking back our homes that we've been kicked out of to give back to people that don't have a home. This is something the government should be doing, and if they're not going to do it, we're going to do it. Yeah, well, Amy Way's down here, as we have been right from the very start. This is our home. We've spoken about Miller's Point and how important it is to maritime workers and the trade union movement in this country. And the community's still under attack. There's still over a dozen people remaining in this community. There's over 100 homes that are left empty. And we know that just down the road in Martin Place, there's 100 um, people down there who are unhoused. They haven't got a, a home to live in, yet there's 100 vacant homes five minutes away and these rotten politicians can't house them. They leave them empty, they sell them to millionaires so that they can um, put their put it up on Airbnb and have it filled by, by young party goers to the detriment of the community. So we're, we're here again as we will be to the bitter end and when there's none of us left we're going to come down here and harass these people um, like they've harassed us over the last few years. But I'll tell you what, I'm so proud to be here with Barney. We've got to know each other incredibly well. He's an old maritime worker himself. I'm so proud of him and the fight that he's had. And um, we're going to remain loyal comrades forever. Yeah, um, and what Paul just said there is about uh, the people buying these properties. They're even buying them and leaving them empty. Uh, we're sitting now on the step of two units upstairs, downstairs, that were sold for $2.4 million. No one's done any work on them for over three months. These people generally will buy these properties, the investors, leave them here, and within 12 months sell them for a half a million dollar profit. These are left empty. These are the properties the government has sold are left empty. The government's also left their own homes empty. And we, we can't seem to be able to tell this government or get it through to them that the properties that are empty should be occupied by people that haven't got a roof over their head.
Well, you heard it there right from Barney yet again. At the same time as that demonstration was happening, we had the 10 Embassy in Martin Place, which was on the news on a nightly basis, where basically homeless people came together to create a safe space for them. And, um, and that community was kicked out by the police in a very rough way. And uh, then the Berejiklian government created new laws to ensure that the police can just go about busting up groups attempting to do something similar into the future. And in rounding it off, I want every one of our listeners to understand that we will ensure we are with the Millers Point community and with the homeless and with the needy and with everybody who needs help and assistance in our community because quite obviously... The government doesn't care, but we do. Protect, Australia's leading severance and income protection fund for maritime workers. For a site visit or further information on how to get Protect in your enterprise agreement, contact Craig Johnson on 0400 671 274. And now for our industrial rounds, we're going to give you an update about just some of the enterprise agreements we're negotiating Paul, you're doing TK at the moment, mate. How's that going? Good. There's a couple of enterprise agreements going at the moment. Uh, one for the Dampier Spirit, the FSO up there out of Caratha. Um, Warren Smith and myself attended a meeting last week with management there. We had some problems about 12 months back where they looked to rip off the chief steward and certainly cut back the allowances and conditions. Some hard discussions. That's been resolved now and we're back to status quo, which is a good thing. We'll have to go into further discussions for the next uh the next DA in the next few months, but nevertheless, it's good to make sure those conditions are protected. Of course, you've got the Ocean Shield, uh, that enterprise agreement that looks after that vessel. Now, most of the workers have transferred across to Australian Border Force, but we still retain the cooks and caterers on board that vessel. And then again, that enterprise agreement's been rolled over. We've got the uh, qualifications bonus and some of the payments sorted out with TK. That'll go to the vote in the next week or so, and it's good to knock those two off. Well done, comrade. And um, Keto, mate, you're doing a few agreements yourself. Uh, can you update us about those? Yeah, no worries, comrade. Uh, starting off with Calmar. Calmar's uh, the contractor uh, down at Patrick Support Botany, the maintenance contractor. We, uh, we handed over our logger claims. Uh, I suppose front and centre with this, with the logger claims, and there's a, a fair body of them. 32-hour uh, week, 30-hour week. My apologies, comrades. 30-hour week is a claim. The members have sought that all the maintenance work that's always been traditional maintenance work of theirs, they want back. Wonderful claim, that, and we'll fight until we win, as well as rosters, always important for workers. Rosters, again, front and centre. But they're the three uh, big ones, and certainly um, the next round of uh, meetings will will occur in a week's time, and I'll keep the uh, comrades updated. Cube Rail Truck Drivers. Cube Rail truck drivers reside down at Patrick's Port Botany again. Uh, very early days, handed over the logger claims. These are wharfies. I'll make it. I'll make it very clear. While they're working within that terminal, they're wharfies, and their logger claims starts with the Stevedoring Industry Award, comrades, with a whole uh, body of claims that go with it. And I suppose the last one, uh, I did give an update around the TGS security guards. Uh, those workers got organised out of Patrick's. Patrick's have uh, decided not to go with TGS as a contractor, so the union's been hard at work um, transitioning all our members, that's a whole workforce, over to the new employer, FBIS. Uh, we've got a good outcome there. That's underway, but we haven't forgot about the EBA. Thanks for that, Keto. And Joe, you've got a couple of areas yourself, comrade. What are those? 
Yes, I do, Macker, and they're, uh, they involve CSL and INCO. CSL and INCO, uh, we've had our trying times with CSL, you know, they're getting rid of ships left, right and centre, but we had a bit of a fight backstage there where we've, the Favonard's gone, but the union was determined to make some effort to get vessels back in their places. So we've got the Donnacona, a vessel will be manned up by Australians, so there'll be a collective agreement struck up for that vessel over the next few weeks, of which myself and other officials around the coast will be involved in. There's the, uh, the Inco bunker barges, Reliance and Allegiance. They're the vessels that ply Melbourne, uh, Port Phillip Bay and Sydney, doing the bunkering for mostly the passenger vessels. We're in the froze of uh, signing off on this e EBA now. It's been a long, hard slug, but you know what? We're just about there, comrade. We're just about there. Thanks for that, Joe. And just to round out that, uh, I'm involved um, along with you, comrades, in the DP World Logistics Agreement where uh, one of the managers is playing up. I think um, disappointing everybody involved because it's going to turn into a far larger issue than it needs to be. But nonetheless, those workers are being organised and we're going to ensure that they get conditions of employment that, um, you know, that every MUA member deserves. We're also continuing to negotiate the Cube Logistics Agreement, another very important EA that will basically settle the long-running dispute that we've had down there. And when that EBA signed, I think everyone can feel vindicated that that was an important struggle that we needed to fight for and win. So, comrades, coming up after the break, we'll go into campaigns and disputes. This segment is brought to you by RT Health, your industry mutual not-for-profit health fund that has been looking after members like you since 1889. Call us on 1300 564646 to find out how you can join the crew and benefit from the exclusive MUA health plan. Comrades, welcome back to Radio Stingray. Our next segment will be the disputes that we've had around the branch. Joe, you're up first, comrade. What have you got to tell us? Well, we've got a doozy coming at the Port Authority. We're going to give it to them. The workers are going to kick the living shit out of them. And they deserve every bit of it because we've played and played with this mob and they just keep backing up and being recalcitrant and they've had enough. And the time's come and the ballot was out yesterday, closes on the 13th of September and the workers are ready to rip their fuck. Well, I'd like to say hello to Cooper Silk, who's just found the dump button there, and uh, Comrade Deacon's in the corner shadow boxing. So if the Harbour Master's paying attention, which I'm sure he is, might be time to fix up that uh, dispute and get that sorted out. Mate, I might uh, raise one if I can and jump up, Mac. Uh, sort of stop the press one. We had uh, yesterday um, a major accident take place uh, on Sydney Harbour where the waterways construction barge uh, Kochi uh, the crane failed, the wire snapped and not only snapped, it recoiled and went straight through the face of Luna Park. How it didn't kill anyone's uh, beyond us. Um, we went down the MUA and the CFMEU side by side and conducted inspections all through the night, having a look at the barge and trying to work out what on earth happened. Now, this is going to be an ongoing safety dispute and continues on from the fatality that happened on March the 1st at Barangaroo where Tim McPherson was killed and should never have been killed. The accidents took place because, once again, there's been no compliance, no regulatory checks, and no interest in safety from the state government. This is another project from the New South Wales government where they want to get in, get the wharves built, and get out, but don't really give a rat's ass when it comes to safety. Don't care about the compliance checks, and they haven't set anyone down to look at the vessel um, in an ongoing fashion. Now, 
The MUA and the CFMEU were down there going through it. We had to have the obligatory arguments with Safe Work New South Wales about right of entry, which was resolved very quickly, but should never have happened. We should have been allowed immediate access to the workplace. Now, those investigations are ongoing, and we certainly had a chance to input in last night about our concerns with the wire rope, the fact that it looks pretty bloody ordinary, and we know that Safe Work's taken that away to do the testing, and certainly before we recorded this episode of... Uh, Radio Stingray, SafeWorks been on the phone wanting to have ongoing discussions both with the MUA and the CFMEU and work out what we can do to get the safety right in the industry. So this is something that will be focused on in future editions of the uh, Radio Stingway and certainly addressed at many monthly meetings to come. Thanks for that, Paul, and you've done a really good job there, comrade. You're on every news channel um, last night. Baby Bobby Patchett from uh, Melbourne, our comrade from the Victorian branch, rang us up to let us know that uh, he heard about the, the face being... Um, destroyed at Lunar Park, and he said that Lunar Park wasn't all, all it's cracked up to be. So, a bit of uh, interstate rivalry there, um, and a bit of Bobby's humour coming through. Keto, unfortunately, mate, we, we, we seem to be coming out of a war at um, Patrick's and heading into one at Hutchison, mate. What's going on down there? Uh, you're right there, comrade. Uh, Hutchison, you think it's all over? We went through the gate. We won, got all the members back, and it's been... A strong organised workplace ever since, uh, with the first labour of you uh, delivering 120 permanent jobs. And now we're at this uh, situation with the management team that we're completely at odds with, and uh, I'm directed by our branch secretary, so I'll be giving them fuck. Well, on those notes, I think we better head into a break so we can cool down. And after we come back, we'll be informing you about the branch campaigns. Maritime Employees Training Limited is an independent, not-for-profit industry training body. Governed by the representatives from the MUA, Maritime Employees and the training sector experts, Metal's goal is to develop the most skillful, safe and efficient maritime workforce globally. Comrades, welcome back to Radio Stingray. We're in the final leg of this podcast. Our next segment will be campaigns. Joe, what's the campaign you've been involved in, comrade? My, myself and Glenn Williams, we're going to go do what we're going to call it a roadshow, a recruiting roadshow, getting members to join the union. We're going to Port Macquarie, Coffs Harbour, and Yamba, and the drives, as I've said, is all about recruiting people. There's plenty of work up there. There's plenty of work up there on the water. Our work. Plenty of work up there that we are entitled to be in and we're going to go up there on a union drive and as they say in the MUA, if you're looking at water, join the MUA. That's going to be very exciting, John. It's going to be a great opportunity to catch up with some BSOs and RMS workers along with port workers and seafarers. Paul, you've been involved in, um, as has the whole branch, comrade, in the same-sex marriage debate in the plebiscite. We're strong supporters. Uh, can you update the members, please? Look, it's important to talk about... Uh, all political matters. The trade union movement has been in the forefront of supporting Aboriginal rights, women's rights, ending apartheid, fighting against racism, fighting against exploitation and advancing every social and political condition that we've seen in this country. Now's our time, now's everyone's time to stand up and support same-sex marriage. We've got a survey going on, not a plebiscite, not a referendum, but a survey run by the Australian Bureau of Statistics, the same mob that stuffed up the census last year. And they're going to spend $122 million to talk on same-sex marriage and have a survey. It's just an absolute joke. 
we've got a situation where young people have never even used a post box. And for the young people listening in, you might want to go and Google what a post box is. It's the red thing at the end of your street. You've probably never used it because you've done all your communications via email and via the internet. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a survey to talk about whether two people can love each other, whether two people can marry each other. Now, let's be clear. We don't have gay marriage in this country that's allowed by the state. It's not permitted yet. But despite this, and despite the absence of that marriage licence being issued by the state, it's never precluded two men or two women from loving each other, from caring for each other, for supporting each other, or even being intimate with each other. It's going to happen every day regardless of whether gay marriage, same-sex marriage is endorsed or not. But let's be honest with each other, it's time to fight for equality. And this is another issue that every Australian needs to stand up and support. Now, our politicians are too lazy to do their job. They've got an opportunity to stand up in Parliament today, tomorrow and the next day to put their hand up on their floor to agree to amend the Marriage Act. And I understand it's to simply omit two words would allow same-sex marriage, but we can't do it because we've got a gutless Prime Minister that's controlled by Cory Bernardi. It's our time to stand up and support same-sex marriage because our politicians are too lazy to do it. You're going to get uh, your survey in the post. Don't leave it there like you would your electricity bills or gas bills or any other correspondence. Get off your backside, fill it in, and put it in the post box at the end. It's our time to stand up for equality, comrades. The Maritime Union stands up to support same-sex marriage, and we're asking all members to get out and do their same. Fill out that survey. It's a ludicrous position, but whilst it's what's in front of us, let's deal with it, and let's deal stupidity with a resounding yes vote and support same-sex marriage. Very well said, comrade. And uh, just to reiterate, the MUA Sydney branch will always fight for equality. We'll always oppose inequality and hatred. And that's what this platform has been given uh, by the conservatives in this country. They don't care in particular about marriage equality. They just want an opportunity to go on the attack and um, to spew their hatred uh, and rhetoric and deny people, as you rightfully say, the opportunity to uh, formalise their love for each other like everyone else in the country can do. Um, Keto, looking back on the past month, mate, there's been a pretty historic outcome at Patrick's where for the last three years, I suppose, we've been fighting to ensure that everyone uh, who wanted to come back could do so. We had 88 uh, of our members wrongfully made redundant, forcibly made redundant, and 55 of them expressed an interest to come back. And we've got some pretty significant news in relation to that and also to the to the Labor pool, the agreed Labor pool, which I think um, both of those issues have the capacity to address some of the real relationship issues that we've had with the Patrick's management team. And um, I'd like you to give it a quick update, comrade, um, about your thoughts. Yeah, Macca, well, alongside with you and... The, uh, the executive and especially our, our membership out there, it's been a struggle, a, a, a huge struggle for justice. And the 55 are back. You know, who would have thought with uh, two and a half years ago that we would have seen where we were then and to where we are now? Um, the agreed labour pool as the outcome of this, and I like to call it the maritime pool, is a wonderful establishment of the rights for workers to work. It's not, and let me say this, it is not a casual category of employment by any employer. It's an agreed labour pool with the MUA Sydney branch and the employer and, you know, in the future, employers, as we will promote this pool. This pool will consist of maritime workers that are unemployed, you know, seafarers and wharfies, 
haven't got a job, they're coming into the pool. It will also extend to family members, and I mean immediate family members, comrades, uh, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, uh, as well as women and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander workers. And that I am very proud of, and I know our membership are, and I know the whole branch is. Yeah, you're right. And um, just talking about bringing those last seven or eight back uh, to make up those 55, the 55 dispute went down in maritime folklore uh, many years ago with the sacking of 55 delegates by Corrigan. And then we had the the 98 lockout, and then we had automation. It's been a very long fight and war with Patrick's. And I just feel like this is somehow a bit of closure to that. Bringing these 55 back represents the last bit that we needed to fulfil when we got locked out, which is effectively what automation represented, locking us out of our rightful place of employment unceremoniously. And to have every single one of those 55 come back in, I think is an absolute demonstration of the importance of trade unionism, importance of militancy, and fighting until the very end. Now, it took us three years, but we got every one of those 55 back in and the members could not be prouder of themselves or I certainly couldn't be prouder of them for their, you know, relentless fight to win. And um, it's going to be a great day in our branch's history when those seven comrades walk back into a permanent rostered job. Yeah, you're dead right. You know, you remember three weeks ago, four weeks ago it is, my apologies, we had that stop work meeting down on the job and the membership come out for that stoppy and it was a unanimous reinforcement, a unanimous reinforcement of those last seven workers must be the first workers back. It was tremendous. It, I'm, I'm so proud of our membership and very much proud of that struggle. Yeah, you're certainly right. And that's a great way to wrap up the show. Uh, on a really positive note, we are in very difficult circumstances, but we've had members fight in more difficult circumstances. We're going to continue fighting. We're going to continue campaigning. We're going to do everything we possibly can do to make sure that the Sydney branch membership are in the best possible position they can be. We're acting on your behalf, and we look forward to the next month of struggle and our next podcast. And remember, if you can see a drop of water, join the MUA. tuned in to Radio Stingray. Radio Stingray podcast was brought to you by McNally Jones Staff Lawyers, assisting MUA members and their families for 40 years. Phone 9233 4744 or visit mcnally.com.au and get McNally's on your side.